This is Living Proof Radio, May 2024. All of our full episodes are available on our Patreon with weekly drops, a Patreon-only radio show, and Living Proof magazine delivered to your house every issue, as well as our entire members-only library backlog. Patreon.com slash York. Fucking live, dude. Thank you so much for coming to the show, yeah, bro. Of course. Um, so, yeah, what the fuck happened to your knee? <laughs> well, I was just explaining that I smacked my knee last summer, this July, and I don't know. I just like fell, smacked my knee. I was wearing shorts, it was really hot out. And it was a weird feeling, sensation, but I like kept skating. It was just like felt like it hit really perfectly in a weird way that it never had happened before, you know? Yeah. And um, then, I don't know, I just kept skating. I was on like a hot one, skating every day. And like slow, like slowly but surely, it just started like stiffening up and like just feeling whack, you know? Like, and I, initially I thought it was, uh, I thought it was muscular you know like I was going to PT and like trying to get my muscles in shape and just like get stronger but like because there wasn't any like classic instability shit so uh yeah I did that and like never didn't really get better kept skating so you could skate on it yeah I was skating like that same day even after I smacked it I like continued to skate and landed my trick and everything wasn't even a big deal i thought i was like mate felt maybe like a bone bruise or something but like vague you know mm-hmm. and then i did i finally like i was just like at home one night like in the last winter and i like what initially made me realize that it was really fucked up was like i sprained my ankle of the same leg and that i was like i hadn't sprained my ankle in forever like before this i hadn't even really been hurt for like years like aside from like a bruised heel or some shit you know like nothing serious luckily i'd been so lucky for so long and then like this just fucking happened and whatever it was like six months sprained my ankle and then like trying to get back from my ankle i realized like holy fuck my knees like weird as hell but it wasn't like unstable so whatever kept trying to skate just like doing pt PT, like, exercises every morning, every night, and then just, like, but just, like, stiff, you know, like, typically, I couldn't really do, like, my routine stretches and shit, and then, because it was, like, tight, it was, like, getting, like, arthritic, kind of, is, like, what I was experiencing, and then one night I was, like, it started getting really bad about, like, this time last year, like, before the winter, and I think, like, I think this time last year is, like, when I had a fucked up ankle, actually. And then I realized my knee had, like, a floater in it, and it felt like a little jelly bean, you know? Like, I was just, like, at home in bed watching TV, like, massaging. I was, like, putting CBD on my knee. I don't even know if that works, but, like, I was just doing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just felt like a little floater, and I was like, what the fuck? And then I was, like, Googling it, and I found, like, it's called, like, a loose body, and it typically means, like, you chipped cartilage, which is, like... Some shit I never even heard of, you know, like the only knee injuries I've really ever heard of were like ligament oriented, like meniscus or ACL, MCL, shit like that, which like cause instability. And I just, I wasn't experiencing that. So, uh, yeah, I like went to the doctor after that because I, re- I said like, if you have a loose body, the only 
thing to do is like get it taken out like orthoscopically like so it was the 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 cartilage was on the top of your kneecap or like no it's like i guess i hit the side of my knee and there's like on the ends of your bones there's like glossy material that helps the it's like cartilage attached to the ends of bones like you'll notice like on the end of a chicken bone it's like glossy you know and that's like a thin layer of cartilage that allows like provides cushioning along with like your meniscus and shit and that's it's basically like a secondary meniscus which I learned, I never heard of anybody doing this. And I've been to mad physical therapists asking them like what my deal is. And, you know, no one ever brought this up and shit. And like, I don't know, I did, I found a loose body and I tripped out because I basically like read the outcome of like what I've gone through this past year is like, you're going to have to do like a cartilage regeneration or just like deal with it. And you're, joint becomes arthritic progressively over time so i went to a doctor dude kind of sucked he was like not very or a surgeon he was like he did what he had to do like take out the loose body and check it out but he was very uh short with me didn't really explain anything and like insurance like dealing with the medical system this year is just like a fucking headache you know it's like you don't know who to trust like people don't get back to you you get mixed reviews like i pay for insurance like certain good doctors don't even take that shit like i just like bought insurance because i was like okay this is what i should do and like if i didn't have insurance i'd be fucked like you know but eventually i found a surgeon that seemed pretty dope like after i had this first dude take out the loose body he's like it's kind of big he referred me to another surgeon to like see he's like you could maybe like run it and like who knows you might be fine you know but yeah he was like really vague and didn't want to fucking talk to me so i was like this sucks he referred me to a surgeon that didn't take my insurance so i was like okay back to square one gonna see what's good with this other surgeon and i saw him like near like columbus circle pretty cool guy actually like was down to discuss it and like go over the MRI, which the previous surgeon never did, go over like what the surge the previous surgeon's like post op write up, which like he left out mad details and there was like conflicting shit on the MRI and the post write up. So he was like, damn dude, I'm gonna have to like reopen you up to check this out because like it's kind like I can see on the MRI you have a pretty large defect in the cartilage, which is like causing you like arthritis essentially like that's what sorry to interrupt you so you got the surgery you got the the shit taken out then it closed it was bothering you so then you went and Mm -hmm. then he was like damn i might have to reopen it up yeah like i got this last surgery in uh may like right before the summer or like end of may probably right before the summer took like six weeks and i was just like skating i was like fuck it i gotta like try to film you know like i gotta skate but it's like been a pain in the ass like my shit just swells up and like be able to skate like I can skate and it's I'm thankful for that and my shit's not like popping out of place or anything but it would just like stiffen up and basically felt like my this leg was like 80 years old or something you know like super rugged just getting swollen and stiff and like couldn't pop as high and shit like that and then so I seen this other guy or I saw this other surgeon and he was like yeah you could probably run it for the summer and I was like okay I wanted to try to film something because we were working on a project you know and I thought it like if I was going to get this cartilage replacement which basically was like you got to get 
like what we do for this typically there's so many different options there's like four or five different options there's like stem cell where they like take operate take your shit grow it in a lab then reapply it and then there's like the traditional thing which which has been like the regular protocol was for the past like 50 70 years or whatever like before the newer technology is they would just drill holes in your bone which like created some like your bone to react and like growth fiber cartilage but it's not the same kind of cartilage so like the success rate of that of a microfracture is like 50 percent so it's not that good you know yeah so he's like you got a pretty big defect like what we do what i think is the best call is like to insert like a cadaver plug which is basically like a dowel joint in like a piece of wood you know like you're filling a hole with like a dowel and like you what he did was like this had this was like a few weeks ago he just like cut me open it was gnarly like going under anesthesia they gave me like spinal anesthesia stuck like a big fucking needle in like that my artery and my leg and my inner thigh it was fucking weird and i just like woke up with like burning pain and like he said it was going to be gnarly but not as bad as i really anticipated it was like really fucking gnarly they like cut they, they do like a knee replacement operation where they cut an incision all the way down your knee cut it open like eight inches peel your kneecap back drill into my femur like a hole like get rid of the the defected cartilage make a perfect hole and then drill into the bone a couple millimeters and like plug holes into it and then sculpt like a perfect piece out of a cadaver and press it in that's insane yeah it's really gnarly and like i was reading about this like pre-surgery just like tripping i'm like dude how the fuck can they even do this without messing up you know (laughs) like this is so nerve-wracking and like scary i'm like fuck man i don't want to have to deal with this that's crazy i mean like essentially what they're doing is like they fucking put your knee through a massive car accident yeah but they make it so that the healing process it heals like to a new version like for it to like they destroy it so it can come back i guess yeah, stronger. but I guess they, so. like when you're when you wake up from the surgery your knee just went through a car accident That's yeah what yeah it was insane dude it felt like i was like it just felt like a hot spear or something had like stabbed my leg like it, the sensation was like burning like it was like set on fire it was really gnarly and i was like tripping out like post anesthesia post surgery just like in the waiting room like bugging like all i was kind of like i guess like causing a fit and they like shot me up with like some gnarly narcotics like i'm like what is what is that he's like fentanyl shoots it up and i'm just like this and i'm like are you fucking kidding me i wake up and they're like i didn't like i didn't want that like what the fuck like this is weird as hell and then like i don't like i had a friend like od the week before on drugs like rest in peace and like i didn't want to fucking be on drugs like right after that like this like they didn't it, it's just like chaotic in a hospital they're like so overran like to their credit like with fucking covid and everything they're just like kind of operating on fucking they're overworked and like not really i'd felt like really i felt like it was really dicey like post-op like they just the way they discharged me was fucking weird <laughs> but, i mean just just thinking about it like the, from what you're telling me it's like if you really think about it, like, the medical process is not natural. Like, there's a difference between natural medicine, which would just be, like, shit to heal, like, minor things, 
but like things like cartilage just breaking out of your knee like in the natural world before we had crazy surgeries where they put your knees through car accidents yeah. like that's when you're done that's yeah, like when you die because no, you can't yeah. run fast enough for some shit i mean a hundred years ago there's like anything that goes wrong you're fucked you're fucked <laughs> yeah, like it's like, done you can't yeah. like if you chip which is crazy all that came from just you chipping probably a relatively small piece yeah. of cartilage i mean the de- de- the reason I got this, like, I don't think if you're a normal person, you would have got this surgery. Like, the reason I got this is because I skate every day. And, like, to be honest, it didn't really hurt that bad prior to surgery. Like, if I, like, on a day-to-day basis, if I wasn't skating. Like, I'm sure there's, like, you know, millions of people with cartilage defects and arthritis that don't really do shit because they don't, like, jump down the stairs all the time, you know? So it's, like, not really a big deal to them. But in order for me to, like, maintain what I'm doing, they basically had to fucking, like, smash my knee apart and then like rebuild it which like felt like shit and the doc he i mean the surgeon was pretty he like warned me he's like this is a very invasive surgery and it's gonna be fucking gnarly but like you'll be fine and i'm like reading about it and stuff like i have a tendency to kind of freak out and just like read online about everything like when it comes to like medical conditions and shit like that but because like i wanted to know what was good also like i don't really trust i don't really trust trust doctors like i want to know everything and like i take it with a grain of salt like i know there's a lot of fucking like misinformation and like negative shit out there like if you're reading reviews you're obviously going to find the fucking horror stories but like i still you cling to those horror stories i mean i try not to because i'm aware that that's like what you're going to find you know that's like the majority of the shit you're going to find is like horror stories but I've kind of, like, I want to be, like, well-informed about, like, what is possible and, like, what what my, like, find the right articles, you know, and, like, check, like, credibility behind each one and, like, take those to heart rather than just, like, reading WebMD, like, a, you know. So how have you been um, just dealing with the situation in general, like, mentally and physically? Have you been, like, dreading that you're, like, essentially your body's hindered, you know, like your mobility's limited and everything. Yeah. Or do you kind of just accept it and like, you know... I've kind of accepted it because... And like, I've also... This has been like a year-long process, like over a year long. Anybody who knows me is sick of fucking hearing this, you know? Like, this fucking issue, like my knee hurts, like whatever. I'm, I'm just hyped to get it over with at this point, you know? I'm just like so hyped. Even when I woke up and felt like I got shot in a kneecap, I was like, thank God it's over. Like, it's over now. There's... Now I gotta make it like two weeks without like any like weird shit happening and I'm pretty much in the clear, you know? And it's like, it's been good for me also, you know? It's uh, gotten me to like focus on other shit, like get my health in check. Like I quit smoking cigs because of it. Like I, other, I mean, cigs were like my only vice at this point for like the past two years, but. What, why did, why did uh, the surgery or the knee injury make you quit smoking cigs? Just, it's, like, terrible for you to, like, that's the first thing they tell you not to do after any surgery is smoke cigs. Like, that's, like, what promotes, like, infections and shit like that, you know? It's just, like, not good. I think, like, I know a lot of kids who are, like, people my age who, like, keep smoking and they're fine, but, like, just don't, I'm not at that point in my life, you know? Like, I'm about to be 30. Like, if I was, like, 22, I could probably be more reckless and I probably would be, but um, I think it's just, like good wake-up call and just like good uh to take it to heart and like use this time wisely and just like think about other shit you know i've been skating non-stop for a long time and i still love skating i want to skate non-stop still but it's good to like practice like other shit you know how long did you smoke for 
fucking forever, dude. <laughs> like, I don't know, like, just smoke, smoking cigarettes since I was in, like, middle school. I don't know. Pretty, not really that heavy, like, because I've always been, like, a super active person, you know? Like, I've never really felt like, oh, I'm a smoker. But, like, the past few years, like, I quit drinking a f- couple years ago and, like, partying and shit. And I, after that, I was, like, smoking really heavy because I was, like, that was, like, my shit. Like, I I don't know what it is with people, like, quitting other substances. They start chain smoking, and that was mm-hmm. kind of my deal, and I was kind of starting to feel, like, trash from it. I was, like, this is shitty. Like, I want to be around for longer than, like, and I don't want to waste my time just, like, smoking cigs, you know, even though I like them. I definitely like smoking cigs, and I miss it, but it's kind of, like, one of those things you got to just, like, leave behind you at a certain point you know unless you want to like deal with it yeah. it's like you start feeling gross and shit no it's, it's not amazing <laughs> how you ended up quitting congrats i mean way. dude it's still a struggle like i haven't had a cigarette in like almost three months but like i still think about it so no i just keep hearing stories how like when people have injuries that's how they get hooked on drugs and hooked yeah. on bad substances because they need an- the painkillers and they need these like reliefs yeah that's things. another thing dude like i fucking told you I had a friend overdose on drugs like a week before my surgery or something like maybe a few days before and I woke up from being all knocked out on opiates to text another one of my friends OD'd on drugs and then I'm like all fucked up like dealing with like you know like it's fucking sad like I've lost a lot of friends over the years and like I never really thought that it's just weird how like time flies and like once you get to like this age like midlife or whatever like a lot of your friends are gone you know and it's like fucked up and then like i'm all fucked up on the couch like with mad painkillers it's like what the fuck (laughs) this is like terrible this is like a nightmare and i'm like taking them too you know like i never really liked opiates or anything like that but i was taking them because i literally felt like i got like flaming hot sledgehammer to the knee you know my shit was all blown up i didn't i couldn't even like comprehend like dealing with it i was just like elevating it on the couch like taking percocets or whatever the fuck they gave me and i took them pretty heavy for like four days and then uh i was like you know like the fifth day i was like feeling a little bit more like together and i was like about to take one and i was like you know what like this is fucked like I was just, like, crying my eyes out last night because my friends are dead from, like, taking this type of shit. Like, I want to stop. Like, it's been four days. I can probably deal with this pain now. So I do that, and then, like, I'm just, like, chilling on my iPad, like, reading, and, like, by, like, noon, I start, like, spinning and getting dizzy and nauseous and, like, all that shit, and I'm like, bro, like, is this, like, withdrawals? Like... And I think, like, it must have been because I was, like, research. I was looking. I was, like, how long does it take you to get, like, hooked on opiates? And, like, I read online, like, after five days of taking that shit, your chances of overdose and having, like, an overdose on opiates or becoming opiate dependent, like, goes up by, like, 200% after five days Jesus in a row. Christ. So it's, like, really no joke for people who get hurt and, like, get hooked on opiates, like... You don't, you might not even like opiates at all. Like, th- those shits, can, like, for some people, they like them, but, like, for me, like, they just make me dizzy and nauseous. Like, I don't really like that. You know, it's like. So they just give these to you and they don't regulate how, how it is that you it take says, them? It says, dude, it says take 
a maximum of 12 pills a day and I was like all spun, spun out like over it and I was taking like six and uh wow. I took six a day for like four days and then I just like was over it the next that I think like the, the night before I like it really hit me about my friends and like what my situation was and like how many like fucking drugs and like I had just coincidentally like a couple weeks prior like watched that dope sick show like I didn't even finish it because it was so depressing and I kind of knew the story behind it anyway so I didn't really like I was just like what the fuck is this this is nasty like and weird like I don't like having these things and like I don't like having to take them but like I was taking like everything and honestly they weren't even fucking helping with the pain like I was taking every painkiller and the pain was so bad but like after four days it kind of subsided and I was just like just elevate this shit and ice it and like take some ibuprofen but yeah I got like sick for like two days from not taking them from not pay, taking the painkillers. Pain yeah. It's crazy to think that essentially if you just took them one more day, you could have yeah. been hooked on them for life. I mean, that's what they say. Like, And I, that's after reading that, I was like, holy fuck. Like, yeah, four days of taking them, like, yeah, like six pills a day for four days. That's enough to, like, really get your, like, depend or get a, gain a dependency, you know? And, like, I was talking to a friend who got, like, uh, all the fresh teeth, like veneers, like all of his teeth done. And he said it was like the gnarliest pain, like wanting to go to the emergency room like two weeks later because it was like so buck. And he was taking like six to eight Percocets a day. And he's not a drug person either. He's not really like into, never had taken pills or anything like that. And he was taking like six a day, he said, for like two weeks. His roommate was like, you got to like cut, cut it out. Like that shit's like going to fuck you up. And I was just talking to him the other night. It was, like, my first night, like, going out and seeing people. And uh, he was like, bro, like, I had gnarly withdrawals for, like, a week. Like, that shit, that, it makes sense, like, how that just, like, takes you over. Like, now I kind of understand. I never really got it because, like, I thought you just, like, would have to kind of, like, be interested or something. But, like, it really has a physical takes a physical hold on you dude it's it's crazy because you would think that uh the the medical system like me and you always talk about this like when you think of the medical system or doctors you're like oh professional they don't fuck up uh it wouldn't be that crazy like they wouldn't give you an unregulated uh literal hard drug that could get you addicted and change your life forever um they wouldn't do that or or like the system is more organized but then when you actually deal with it and you are trying to get health insurance and call and be informed and fucking do any of this shit you start realizing like it is there's just humans and humans make mad errors and like yeah. this shit is actually mad unorganized and it's actually insane that you get that shit just to go home with um we talked about this on the show at another time and like it's it's really crazy like they just dude I unregulated have so many painkillers like they gave me an unnecessary amount the only like <laughs> The only, I don't understand why you would ever need that amount of painkillers that they gave me, you know, like that's for, that's literally enough to like ruin somebody's life. No. Every time that they prescribe anybody post-op for anything probably is they give them enough, enough medication to ruin their life. And also like the, fr I had to get another surgery in between where the dude like went in and like barely did anything. I was like kind of fine. Like kind of fucked me up for a couple of days, but no pain, just like an orthoscopy. And um, 
I got prescribed like two bottles of pills and like the fucking pharmacy kept texting me every day like come pick up your pills come pick up your pills and I was like dude I don't need them and I don't want them the thing is is like they text you to come pick them up but they don't text you like how many are you really taking or really checking because you know? mm-hmm. as soon as you leave the hospital you could down the whole bottle they don't know yeah exactly you know? and the prescription like on the bottle it says don't exceed more than 12 pills a day like 12 is gnarly i feel like somebody fucking od from that i don't know yeah that means that <laughs> more than 12 is gonna kill your ass yeah yeah probably but then like yeah it's kind of a it's very unregulated for yeah, sure my you're making me think because i've never talked to my, my family about this but like my dad he had cancer on his leg mm-hmm. and he had to get a total knee replacement so he has an entire like titanium like his knee's not there it's just titanium wow and uh like he couldn't walk for like many years um you know went through chemo whatever but i'm I'm thinking like did he fucking have to take like that crazy painkiller shit like that was probably more painful than what i went through like if he had a full i i don't really know like the levels of pain to each surgery obviously but like i think like a full knee replacement when it when it's like a titanium deal like that is pretty gnarly because they have to like shave off anything where they're like putting in bone or taking away bone is really gnarly shaving bone yeah like shaving bone is pretty (laughs) fucked dude what the fuck like that shit like think about like a drill going into a piece of metal like a shit gets hot like my shit was like sweltering hot inside my leg i was like what's going on how do you how do you feel now like so much better uh, i've i felt like when you hit me up like a few days ago to come on wednesday i honestly was like feeling weird like i was feeling like sick again kind of and i don't know like if it's just because i've been through a lot of like tra- physical trauma and just like not used to like laying on the couch all day you know so like maybe or like you know flu's going around and shit i don't know i just i've been feeling good other than like that day you hit me up are you taking anything for for your knee like whether it be any type of painkillers ibuprofen or like even just a natural remedies like no, or anything I, like that? i stopped natural remedies no i fuck i've been meaning to get like turmeric root and make tea that's what my homie was telling me to do but i've been taking supplements that have turmeric in them but dude i'll give you mad of it right really now. yeah I'm down i'll yeah. give it all of it to sick you. yeah i i used to take this shit from whole foods it was like like curcumin i guess is the shit that's in turmeric mm-hmm. it's like really good for anti-inflammatory shit and i took that for a while and it was like gnarly on my stomach like mm-hmm. if i took it on an empty stomach it would like fuck me up you know like eating garlic or something mm-hmm. but uh yeah you're only supposed to take a, a little bit of yeah amount. yeah if, uh turmeric i should be doing i forgot about that i'm mostly just ice man because like i know from like injuring myself and like smacking my knees in the past and any hitting any joints like that like if you fuck your joints up and don't ice them that shit just like prolongs the injury process like so much like ice really speeds up your shit like i always emphasize when like i see a homie like smack the shit out of their knee or like roll their ankle like gotta ice that shit right away and it will like you could be better in a few days opposed to like a a month like if you don't ice it because otherwise that swelling is going to kick in and not go away for a minute like that shit like really fucks up your joints if you don't like get on it quick so i've been like really strict with icing ice is ice is pretty real like uh have you ever done ice baths yeah i was like super into saunas like hot cold 
cold plunges, saunas. Like when I would go to the Russian Turkish bathhouse all the time before that, uh, before COVID. And I believe in that shit. There's tons of studies that like say that's how good that is for you. You know, well the the hot to the cold. Yeah, the cryo cryogenic like, therapy. Yeah, yeah. Because I've heard that uh, in the in the ice bath, it's like your body thinks that it's literally dying. So then, like, it releases crazy chemicals and proteins and and yeah. just and just nutrients that to, to to facilitate the healing process and try to save itself from dying. So you're not supposed to do after a certain amount, depending on the temperature of the water, like. You go for like let's say like two minutes, and then like after a certain amount, it's no longer benefit. Like it's actually harmful because you're literally killing yourself. Yeah. So even just like general like icing with an ice pack, it's like a miniature version of that to a very specific part of your body. Yeah, I think it. I really like um, physio physiologically, it's like constricts the capillaries, you know, and that's what like the the cold is doing. Is it like freezes everything up, and then like the heat is what like brings the like new blood through and kind of like washes it all away, like in simple terms, and that's kind of like what promotes healing, like constricting and releasing, constricting and releasing. So what, what do you and, think like, of? Oh, sorry, uh, go ahead, bro. No, that's just like I was. I really felt the benefits from doing that when I was on the fucking the sauna tip for a while. So what do you feel like, uh, what do you feel like now, just in terms of like mentally, in terms of just it healing and your thoughts towards the future of just, even just your skateboarding, that's like your career. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was scary because yeah, that's my career. And I was like telling the surgeon, like, yo, this is my career. Like, please like tell me, like, <laughs> tell me the truth. Like what the fuck's going to happen, you know? And like, he was like, I really know you're going to be okay. Like. Like this, this surgery has like a, from what I read, like an 80% like success outcome, but like all those studies, you have to take in like the variable, take into account the variables of like people who are like unhealthy, overweight, fucking have like prior injuries to their knee. Like my, my knee was in like perfect shape besides from like one, like relatively large size defect that they just plugged up, you know, like patch of bondo i guess well i think you should be good like I, you saw that in an injury that uh, ronnie sandoval had where he straight oh fuck yeah dude like and that he's skating gnarly. now so yeah like, it must be you must be good dude yeah i think i'll be all right I, I tend to get like pretty dark in my head about shit like that like i'm like what if this what if that but i, I have like a good feeling overall deep down i know that everything's gonna be fine and i'll i've, I've always heal been like good at healing like i've always healed right i've never been really prone to like infection or getting sick luckily knock on wood but i feel i feel confident that i'll be all right and just like taking care of myself it's given me like a nudge to be like you know like take care of yourself and don't fucking like brush things aside you know like this is the type of injury i could have just been like oh i'm fine like fuck it like i'll just ice my knee but then like yeah somewhere down the line i'll just get like terrible arthritis and have to quit skating like 10 years earlier than i would have to you know because like I, don't know. I just like haven't had any serious injuries so i guess i kind of like was like holy fuck this is a serious one because i gotta like get this gnarly surgery no, it could definitely be like a positive thing, like an injury too, because sure. it kind of can slow down your days to where you can focus on simpler things. You know what I mean? Like you're not always in a rush to be somewhere physically. You know what I mean? So like you could just chill out on the couch and kind of work Absolutely. on yourself. Yeah, you know? there's a lot of shit that I 
want to like put my energy towards that I like really hadn't had the time to or like thought I had the time to that I just am like down to sit down and like hone in on these things that I've been like I've been thinking about when you when you skate as a pro skater and you're you're getting paid to skate and there's like probably deadlines probably some fucking contracts and shit does it how different does it feel than when you just are like a, a free skater where you don't have any sponsors there's no like you don't have to skate for a week if you don't want to there's no video parts does it feel any different does it take away any fun or get annoying um i mean maybe to some degree but it's kind of like a gradual process i feel like it didn't really happen overnight and like i genuinely love skateboarding like my whole life so it was kind of like you know like holy shit i get to skate all the time like this is awesome and in in the moment it's pretty awesome and like you live kind of in the fast lane just like skating traveling and like i was like drinking a lot like just fucking like doing whatever not really caring and like but like in hindsight like that is kind of like the demise of a lot of people you know like you just kind of don't have any time to really stop and think you're just fucking like chucking yourself everywhere like being kind of reckless not everybody but like I definitely was I know a lot of skaters are and were and a lot of people don't really get their shit together and like give take a break and think like oh fuck like I need to like slow down before this like all just crumbles because like you got to give yourself some time you know and it is like stressful like having to film parts obviously but like not really at the same time like you it's just like a job which is kind of whack and weird because it's like something that you do for fun and like it maybe shouldn't be like in that category of like work per se but like I've never really felt like tired of it in that sense because I've always really liked skating and it's always like kind of kept me sane you know so like having to skate every day has never felt like oh this sucks you know Mm -hmm. to me I've always been pretty grateful about skating like like holy shit like I get to do this for a living like mad people have like jobs that they fucking hate you know like I get to do this shit that I like to do and be with my friends all the time like how am I going to complain about that um definitely feel lucky you know it's not like but also I feel like like I said it's uh maybe cutting a lot of other outlets short when it's just like that's what you have to do like all you do is skate then it's like where do you end up after that because that shit doesn't last forever you know and like you've been spending all your time skating and then like that shit's over and like what i feel like it's pretty hard for a lot of people to to adapt no i mean dude definitely you see that just time and time again yeah different eras of skaters like yeah there's actually it's been a lot of generations now and you see it you know that's actually a question i wanted to ask you like uh, do you ever think of, of, of what comes next? Like, there are a few skaters that just through their through their aura and through their just, like, almost, like, mythological type of persona, they can just keep keep it going, in a sense, like, mm-hmm. even when their skating ability goes down or their body ages. But for the most part, it's not like that. Do you have, do you have like, plans for after skateboarding or anything like that? Mm, not necessarily, but I'd, I like to keep my mindset broad and like keep make sure like practice like other things in the meantime you know which like 
is hard to do, but also now it's like being injured and stuff is like a good time to really like take into consideration like damn like I want to like get better at this I want to get better I want to like start reading more I want to like consider these things about the future like having a little bit more of like a clear head than I have in the past you know like just like trying to focus on shit like I have a lot more time than I used to because I used to be out all the fucking time now I'm even like before I got hurt like past couple of years I've been keeping it pretty mellow with COVID I haven't really traveled at all I've been like just chilling like I go skate I skate hard I like skating way more than I did when I was hung over all the time you know like I like skating a lot and then I get home and like I have all this time where like before I'd be like out like kicking rocks forever like not having any time to, to myself or thinking about that sort of thing so like I feel like I've been gaining momentum in that that uh realm outside of skating just like thinking about like other shit that I like to do and getting better at it you know like unfortunately a lot of it's like shit on the computer which like I don't really know if I can see myself like being a computer guy like stuck on the computer because I'm pretty like active you know I wish I had like more like outlets to like physical things physical work I could do but like you know can't have everything and I mean I'm, it's good to have both though too yeah. like you have the physical like you're yeah. like crazy good at skating you get paid to skateboard like you know you have shoe sponsor board sponsor it wouldn't be bad to have like that other shit that has nothing to do with physical because if the physical body breaks yeah then you just broke all your shit if all your shit was physical yeah it's like having a it's like a backup one yeah investment portfolio of some sort <laughs> I, I think it's interesting that you talk about like uh like in some interview you talked about how de like decompressing is important having time to yourself time alone and that's like i feel like super important especially in new york you fucking just crowded with people all yeah. the time on the train at parks and especially if you're living this pro skateboarder lifestyle always there's friends there's always there's things to do always there's spots to skate people to chill with uh what, what do you do just to decompress and what do you think about like time alone and shit um i Typically, I spend a lot of time alone or, like, with my girlfriend nowadays. Just, like, I like being at home. I like having my apartment, like, how I like it. I like I don't like living in squalor. I don't like having a bunch of shit that I've been putting off and, like, things that I have to, like, errands that I haven't done that are, like, getting to, like, I don't like feeling, like, rushed to do shit. I like making lists of, like, knocking things out that I just, like, aren't gonna cause me problems in the future, you know, like, whether it be fucking taxes or, like, fucking changing my insurance so I'm not getting ripped off or, like, whatever the fuck I like to stay on top of things, you know, because, like, otherwise I just get fucking anxiety and, like, I feel overwhelmed and then I just don't feel comfortable. So I, like, kind of just, like, staying on top of shit, you know? And it makes me feel better than, like, just being, like, haphazard, like, oh, fuck, like, whatever, I'll do it later, like, yeah. I don't have no time at home, like, just being, like, in a fucking different state or a different country, like, hungover and tired or whatever, just, like, I like to just feel a little bit more like I'm in control of my own life type of shit nowadays. Yeah, I think it's definitely important to kind of take a step back, yeah. uh, whether it be like every few days, once a week or whatever, and like evaluate at what speed you're moving at in mm -hmm. terms of life. You know what I mean? Especially in like the city, what Angel was saying, like the hustle and bustle, like always being around people, always there's noise, like that takes a toll on you. You need like the other side of that, which is complete silence, like the yin and the yang, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like 
I feel that too, like, especially working like a full-time job and doing the podcast. It's like, sometimes after work, I have to like, to get here on time, I have to fucking ride the whole shoulder lane on my motorcycle, like from Brooklyn to Queens, doing some crazy stuff. Like the, the wind, like, um, what am I saying? The weather being a factor, just always rushing on time. And it's just like yeah. a lot of tension sometimes. It gets exhausting. You know I mean? yeah. and, and like, I've really like taken a step back and like tried to realize how fucking lucky I am to like have so much more time than most people do because like I don't have to fucking clock in, you know? And, like, I really want to, like, utilize that time and, like, do something, like, productive with it, like, for my mental or for, like, other people. Like, I wish I did more for other people sometimes because, like, I feel, like, selfish in that way that, like, I kind of just live my life and that's it. Like, but, like, I want to just, like, put something out there that, like, people are down for and, like, inspire other people maybe. And, like, I know skateboarding does that. Like, I've felt, like, down about it before, like, but people people have been like no but like you skate and that gets kids hyped you know which is like which is cool to think about you know like it's a lot of people like search like they're they're caught like are looking for like their um calling or like whatever like influence on like whatever they do what purpose it has in this world but yeah, I mean... I mean, I talked to a- a- Andrew Wilson about this shit. Mm-hmm. I definitely think that being a pro skater is, like, uh, as, like, maybe strange as it is to say, it has, like, a definite cause to it. Because although skating is kind of, like, it kind of can be, like, a game. Like, you're just doing tricks on, like, a, on like an object. But at, at the end of the day, like, it's, like, dude, people seriously, obviously, get obsessed with skating. Yeah. It becomes their life, and it's centered around, like, the videos that come out, the fucking pros that are doing whatever they change their whole style up and depending on someone who influenced them like it gives them a reason at least for me uh like when i was skating way more like to wake up in the morning to like an identity you know what i mean like you give people an identity yeah that's like a wicked important thing i mean i know for a fact that that's true because like everyone like we all we all we were all kids at one point you know and like that shit like meant the world to us like seeing shit that was inspiring that like you know, like, musicians, like skateboarders, like, wh- whoever the fuck you look up to, it's, like, if you're in that position of, like, that's what you do, you might feel like it's meaningless, but, like, really, I feel like it influences a lot of people, and you just, like, do something, and, like, people appreciate it, it's, like, goes farther than you might realize, maybe. Yeah, and, it's, least, and it's, like, it's like a door opener, you know, yeah. like, you just from, especially the, the time when, full-length videos were around you get a physical copy you check out every single every single musician that this the whole shit that everyone skated to you get into that you yeah, just discover a whole world yeah yeah you pretty much discover a whole world that otherwise like you know when, when i was in high school none of the, like no one i went to school with like like uh no one i went to school with, there was like two skaters in my school and nobody knew nothing about anything besides like me and my homie at least like in our, in our eyes like no yeah. one knew about like like no one knew who fucking like anyone was like no one knew who like Nas was or like I was probably the only like 14 year old who was like listening to like let's say like old school anything yeah and all of that was because of skating like e- even graffiti uh graffiti like I, I saw in in Thrasher Mag and I would see in like Baker and all that shit like Neckface and I'm like oh what the fuck is this or just like anything like music like hardcore sure. punk history or any of that it all was revealed to me through skateboarding yeah i mean you try to imagine your childhood 
like not having any of that shit like what the fuck would you really be thinking about especially like if you're a kid who like doesn't really fit in or like fit in or like school or like what you're supposed to like you know like if I didn't have like skating or my friends or like the music I listened to like I don't know what the fuck I would have been thinking about I probably would have been like depressed or something you know yeah definitely no it's 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 honestly really crazy because uh it does give you like a whole nother avenue mm-hmm. and, like a whole nother way to look at it what do you think about now with like skating going to the olympics everything becoming so mainstream yeah i guess nowadays i don't really know what it's like to be a kid you know like everything's so such at a faster pace everything changes so quick everything's so accessible like kids are just indulged in like everything knowing exactly when everything happens you know like there's like everybody's on instagram like you see what everybody's doing nonstop. you know like there is like upsides to that like kids are like more informed about like how the world works i think by looking at that but also it's like the world works in a weird way now like that's not how it used to be and like as far as skateboarding i hope i feel like it probably is even more so like more influential than it ever has been i mean it's obviously like grown exponentially since we were kids and like that means that it's like reaching more kids like more numbers so like that's probably a good thing because it's making like more people feel good and like have something to look forward to right Mm -hmm. even though it like seems corny to our age group but i always wonder like if it will ever become a thing where like it's straight up like this the high school skateboarding team which it will if if there's if there's Olympics, then it will. It's pretty close. Yeah, I think it's already a thing, like in Scandinavia and shit, and whole, Japan and stuff. A whole different demographic of people would get into skating. Like, yeah, it it would you could like skating is relatively young in comparison to like a like a baseball or or for sure or, or a basketball or, or boxing that has like hundreds of years of history. Like skating is relatively young there's yeah. no telling what the fuck it will turn into like yeah it's crazy i feel like it probably will be like a, i don't know like tennis or some shit like something that like everybody plays is like i mean ten way more kids skate than play tennis it's a terrible example but <laughs> uh, <laughs> i don't fucking know you know just like more like normalized i guess not really like i mean it was all always like looked at as like a kind of outcast type of activity like kids that like smoke weed and ditch school type shit but now it's like probably your fucking straight a student is like down for skating you know which is insane yeah (laughs) that's insane like kid everyone every single person almost everyone in my middle school cooked my shit for skating for sure like i I had a like skate mids it was like my second skate shoe and i was insanely hyped on it and everyone cooked my shit yeah i mean it is definitely changing i mean maybe that's probably for the better in a lot of ways like kind of sad in a lot of ways because it's not going to be the same but like whatever things change you know exactly yeah it's like whatever it's good that like more kids are getting like that outlet honestly because like i i've seen skating save a lot of people you know and like for whatever reason i guess it's just like yeah some like that passion and like if it's there it doesn't fucking matter like what what it really is like what skateboarding really is it's just like if if people are like in it and like like doing it that's like what matters you know no in one way it's definitely good that um like a lot of kids are 
getting out and doing something physical like skateboarding you know what i mean mm -hmm. especially in an age of like technology where like like a two-year-old is, is already addicted to an ipad you know what i mean so like seeing right. skate park full with like you say like even like nerds and shit is cool but it does take away there is that side where like yeah. it's not genuine outcasts anymore like rebels or like people that just are kind of like outlaws in society it's kind of the only annoying thing to me is like instagram is like so instilled in our society that like i feel like people just like l use it as like an outlet to be like seen like you know what I mean? I feel like they use that for, they will take, like, any subculture and, like, apply it to, like, s social media to, like, become popular or some shit like that, mm -hmm. which is, like, whatever, I guess. Like, that's just, like, how the world works now, but, like, it's kind of shitty. It's kind of sad, I guess. It's, like, oh, uh, it's kind of just, like, appropriating it, like, for no reason just to, like, kind of get a leg up, but, like, everything's like that. Like that's just like how the world works now, I guess. What's your relationship with Instagram in terms of like, I guess, how much time you spent on it? Or how, how I much mean, time you spent right on it? now it sucks. I definitely look at it all the time, and like, it's hard to get away from it. Like, I fucking text you on it. Like, I don't have your phone number. <laughs> like, there's so many people like that. I fucking like talk to on Instagram. It's like fucking AOL Messenger or whatever. You know, um, it's. It's just kind of, I wish it just didn't waste my time as much as it did. Like, I look at shit and you get lost. It's like fucking instant messenger slash texting slash fucking Tumblr slash fucking Facebook. Everything. Like, yeah, it's like everything. Email work. Email work. Family. Yeah. yeah it's Weather. Like, well, I now I got to write in my notes. Oh, don't forget the calendar. Yeah. Like, there's so much shit. It's, it's yeah, absolutely insane, dude. It's, it's kind of just like the universal app, so it's pretty inescapable, and it's kind of like hard to function almost without it in a lot of ways, even though that sounds like bullshit, but it kind of just is like, yeah, it's kind of like grouped a bunch of shit into one that makes it like easier to fucking access a lot and like deal with things through that, you know? But I don't think it's the worst. I just think it's like fucking exhausting. And like, as far as skating goes, it's kind of annoying. Cause like, I miss the way things used to be, obviously, and a lot of people do, like, just, like, videos and, like, that anticipation of, like, mm -hmm. oh, sick, like, this video is coming out, and, like, I have to wait, and I have to fucking, like, buy this thing, and it's gonna have, like, I'm gonna have a physical copy, and, like, nothing's like that anymore. Wondering what the ender's gonna be? Yeah. Nobody gives a fuck Dude, about Dude, I don't what? fuck, I can't even ever get a chance to watch a skate video anymore, because I just see all the fucking tricks on Instagram, like, the day it comes out, and then I'm like, oh, and then I, it's like... I have to, like, go, f I just, the the want is, like, diminished. It's, like, I've seen, it's, like, I've s I watched a trailer that released all the information, you know, so it's, like, hard to go watch the movie, you know, mm -hmm. but I still do. I try to. Yeah, it's, I agree. It's, like, a constant stimulation. Yeah. That's, like, the problem with it. It's, like, you don't really appreciate, you get numb to, like, even the best tricks or, like, even graffiti, like, the best spots. You see them on Instagram. Yeah, right. When you see it in person, it's like, oh, that's where that is. It's yeah, like, I can see that with graffiti big yeah. time. It's, like, you see everything on Instagram. It's, like, that, that takes away from, like, what, like, real life a lot of times. 100%. Yeah. I, I remember, um, uh, in, like, 2012, 2013 era, in, in like, the graffiti like the graffiti in new york uh it wasn't as popular to document it on instagram there were people doing it i believe but like it wasn't popular but it was like Flickr. but Flickr is not really like a mobile app that you use the same way you use instagram right so i just walked through 
walk through Brooklyn, walk through Manhattan, and I'd see all the shit, and it would excite the fuck out of me. I would see it, and I'd be like, yo, yo, this guy, this guy. I, like, walk with my friends, like, yo. Now I walk through, and I'm like, okay, I know I'm going to see the same seven people, and I've also already seen those same seven people exactly what they did from 30 different angles on Instagram. Yeah, it's pretty... And it, it 100% just decreases the... The like, yo, I'm seeing some ill shit. I like don't even feel that way that's anymore. That's what I, f- yeah, that's what I feel like sucks about all these like weird little sub genres of like activity and like shit that people do is like, yeah, like I just feel like so many people do it for like fame because of Instagram now. It's like annoying. Well, it, 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 it's like really crazy. Instagram applies to things like skateboarding or graffiti because like. As far as I'm concerned, in my little mind, um, skating and graffiti was one of those things, at least for me, that was like, yo, like, this is what I do. Like, it's a quote from some graffiti video, but it's like, this is me. I was here, like, fuck off, I don't care. Or skating, it's like, yeah, like, like, I don't have to be the best. I'm just, like, doing my shit with, like, my style, dressing how I want, with my friends doing my thing. And it's not necessarily about being social. At least it wasn't for me. Like, it's not necessarily about being um friendly with everybody and it's like kind of more like our thing and then with instagram it's social media it's about being social it's about like yo everybody look at me yeah, like, yeah, yeah. look at me like i have these new uh, pants that cost 150 dollars on now and like dude <sighs> like if you were to have at least like at this one skate park i'm thinking of like you're walking with a pair of pants that cost 150 dollars in a bright orange like no you're gonna get cooked yeah now it's like if you're not doing that if you're not wearing a certain brand and it's partly attached to instagram spreading that yeah it's kind of it's a look at me sort of culture now it's not really about like passion which like is fine i guess but it's just uh, (laughs) it's not as cool it's not as cool to like you know like people who were down for like doing things before they were cool but Mm. i mean whatever that sounds corny dude i don't fucking know it's just like hard to adapt i mean who knows what it's going to be like in like 10 years it's going to be gnarly maybe it won't even be cool to be like that anymore like maybe shit won't be like put on blast as much like maybe it will be more cool to be like low-key and like keep things hidden again you know or like not blow up a spot on instagram or like fucking like show yourself off and like put like wait and like put it out in like a video or whatever you know but i don't know that's like I don't know why everybody gravitated towards that, but I guess I get it because it's like the simulation. It's like the fucking dopamine fix. Like people just like the constant dopamine. Like you want more and more. Like the more you see it, it's like, oh, six, six, six. It does make sense. It just like dumbs it down. But like it is still like we still love these things. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's like before before the only people who could really be seen to that magnitude were the pros. It's like now I I can be seen like the pros. I can edit that shit myself on my phone with whatever song I want and just like I can be that pro who gets seen as much as these pros did. That is cool too though. Yeah, no, you can can like yeah, you can make your own you can make your own shit like out of thin air like easy now Mm -hmm. which is kind of cool you know but like I guess the flavor's changed. That's um, all it is. On, on like a different subject, uh, in some interview you talked about how you worked six jobs in six months before, <laughs> oh, yeah. before like skating was the job and stuff. Like, what, what was the deal with that? What jobs were they and like, why did you... I was just a shitty employee. Like, just like a early 20s, like, being a shithead. I don't know. Just like, 
I, I actually just couldn't really hold a job because I was just like really irresponsible pretty much in simple terms. Also, I just, the want wasn't there. I didn't want to fucking be there. So I just like juggled a bunch of jobs. So I was like, fuck this one, get fired from that one, fuck this one, whatever. Like it was just like, a f I don't know. Um, I did like metal fabrication for a while. Like that's what my dad does. And I've kind of like had like a br brief knowledge, like or basic knowledge growing up, like doing it with him a little bit. Like I used to work with him like growing up and did that in the city, just like working for people that like kind of just, I was like, fuck this dude. Like I don't like him, so I'm over it, you know? Or like working at like a fucking, I worked at like a lighting design company in Chelsea for, few months probably like six months got fired because i was just like fuck this i don't like these people i don't like this job i don't know i feel like that's just how new york is you just get a job and like fucking sucks i mean maybe you'll get lucky and get a sick one first out the gate you know but like new york's kind of like cutthroat like you get a job and like you don't have to feel bad bailing because like if it sucks you're off it you move on and i don't know maybe like it sucks being broke too, but like, I, was, I don't know. You ever thought of a... I never really like could hold a job. It was also like, I was too young to really like have the want to like have any stability, you know? Like I was used to being like broke and having no money in my bank account and just like riding it out and like figuring things out here and there, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's like, that was fun. I couldn't do it now. I'd probably hold any of those jobs if I had to now, but that's just, uh, well, yeah, where I was at at that point. You ever thought about moving out of New York? Recently, I've, like, thought about it just because I never really had, and just the thought is, like, trippy because I'm like, fuck, I don't really know where I would move. I don't, I always kind of wanted to move here, like I'm from Colorado originally and my mom and my dad are both from like northeast my mom's from Westchester my dad's from Boston so I grew up like coming out here visiting my grandparents like my whole life and uh I kind of just like always liked the northeast I had a close relationship with my grandparents my parents or like I still have all my grandparents and I'm really close to them and um I just kind of like the Northeast, like Colorado's just like, I grew up in the mountains. Everyone's like into skiing and shit, which is cool. Like I grew up snowboarding, um, but like that just wasn't the lifestyle I wanted. Like I didn't, I didn't like small town, like no animosity, you know, like just fucking like it felt like I was on blast all the time. Like I need more like I just, I wanted to be, like, kind of, like, in the fucking mix of, like, crazy shit. Like, I didn't want to, like, walk down the street and, like, see someone I knew every fucking ten minutes. But now it's like that in New York. Mm. Like, small world here, too. But it's definitely more stimulating. It's just, like, I, I could maybe move back, like, to Colorado someday, but I don't want to. Like, I thought about it. I don't really want to. Uh... I don't really know where I would fucking move. Like, I honestly kind of like the Northeast. Maybe I like New York City a lot. I like, I've always just loved skateboarding so much. And that's kind of like why I wanted to move to New York is because of skating. And just like, 
I would come here as a kid and just like, or anywhere I would go, like I was lucky enough as a kid, like my parents would like take me places. I did take me here to visit my grandparents all the time that I'd just like, any chance I got, I'd just fucking split. Like no phone, nothing. I'd just like skate anywhere, just be lost as fuck everywhere. And it'd take me like all day to figure out how to get home. Just like get in trouble for being late. But then like my parents were pretty cool. They never really like gave me too much shit. They kind of like trusted me for some weird reason. Just like let me do what I wanted. And then like that was just always my shit. And like as soon as I got a taste of that, I was like, dude, I'm <laughs> there's no fucking way I'm staying in Colorado. So how long have you been living here? Um, 11 years since 2010. When you, when you first moved here, what was your, like, apartment situation like? Would you, did you ever live in a skate house in New York or? Um, no, I, I actually went to Pratt. I went to Pratt. I finished Pratt, too. I, I finished four years of school. Um, I lived in the dorms for a year. Almost got kicked out, like, immediately. I don't know why. I just always have, like, been a target with, like, authority figures like I've always been getting in trouble for a lot of the times like nothing too like I'll just get blamed for shit people just like don't fuck with me for some reason like authority figures just think I'm a bad person or like a fucking troublemaker which like I kind of am but also like I'm kind of not at the same time I guess I just like rub them the wrong way or something so I basically was like a hair away from getting kicked out the whole like first semester or whatever and then I like uh, moved out and got like a uh, apartment pretty close like in the navy yard and then with like a couple kids I went to school with which was like really fucked had like roaches like so many roaches it was so fucked up dude that apart and like the ceiling collapsed it was like living in squalor the place was so <laughs> shitty dude and like the ceiling collapsed and the landlord didn't do anything about it and this was like over christmas or something and i was up in boston with my grandparents and i came back and the one roommate who stayed for christmas just like shoveled a fucking pathway like through all the dust and shit that came through the roof and i was like yo like what like you're just living here like this and he's like yeah the landlord never came i'm like this is fucked i moved out of there like right before everyone got bed bugs and I moved into, I've, I've lived in like 10 different apartments since I've lived here. It was mm -hmm. like one or two a year for like seven years. I saw a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people do it. I never really settled down and it's like still been hard. Like my last apartment I lived in, in South Williamsburg for like the longest time I held down a place was three years. But before that, it was like two, one or two apartments every year. And yeah, I did the whole school thing, and, like, that kind of, like, got me hyped to, like, get a job and, like, work in, like, the design industry, which I was, like, studied to work in, you know, like, I studied industrial design, and uh, I just, like, wasn't, like, mentally there at, like, age 22 to, like, hold a real job. I, like, always had issues with, like, authority figures and, like, couldn't really hold a job kind of uh, not that I'm like super defiant or anything but or maybe I am I don't know I just like either rubbed someone the wrong way or I hated the job you know mm -hmm. and then uh 
and then I, but like meanwhile like the whole time I was going to school I just pretty much skated on all my free time and like I made it I I did I liked going to school too like I like I hated high school so much but like going to school like studying shit that I was actually interested in it was like a change of pace for me and like I actually got like pretty into it and was down for it and like had was getting good grades for like the first time in my life and like started working after that like in the field I thought I wanted to but it just didn't really like I don't know I wasn't really responsible and I didn't really know what the fuck I wanted either you know so like then I just the whole time was skateboarding and uh that just like kind of came knocking out of nowhere just was like got a contract skating and then I just started skating like every I was already skating every day I was like working skating school skating like skating's just always been like the one like common common denominator in my life you know and uh then it just became my job and I just like was hyped and like it also like happened for me and a lot of my friends too like all at once it was, so kind, good. it was kind of crazy. Like, it was like, wait, like, we've just been doing this shit anyway for so long and, like, having so much fun anyway. And, like, no one ever fucking thought that it would, like, become a source of income. And now it's, like, kind of crazy, like, 10 or, like, whatever. This was, like, seven years ago now, I guess. Like, seven years down the line now, we're, we're like, still kind of, like, all kicking it skating <laughs> it's pretty fucking cool yeah i mean your your friend group is essentially one of the like if you think of like new york city skateboarding crews it's like your friend group's one of the, the main ones yeah i guess so we've kind of been at it for a minute now so yeah and it's like pretty sick you know like i'm hyped i still am like thankful that I get to do what I want, and I'm still with, like, my friends that I started doing it with in the city. And, like, I don't know. I feel definitely, like, it's been... Time flies. It's one thing. Um, when is your knee supposed to be good by? Uh, actually, it's, it's, like, pretty quick recovery, considering how gnarly of a surgery it was. It's, like, a... Four month heals in four months, and then like I'm supposed to do like really um, intensive like strengthening routines for like an additional two. Okay. So they say like six months. Originally, the surgeon told me four. He's like, "You'll be skating in four months," and I'm like, "Sick." But like, cause like ACL replacement, like any other knee injury that I'd heard of is at least like six months, but like ACLs can be like a year is like what they say and like I've seen so many people over the years like blow their knees out and then like go back early and blow it out again and that's just a fucking wrap you know it's like a scary thing hurting your knee but luckily it's not an ACL or ligament I think ligaments are a lot harder it takes a lot more like intensive training and rehab to get a ligament to be like back on par because like once you blow your ligaments, your stability's off, and that's, like, pretty major. 
you know, like my, my issue wasn't ever stability. It was just kind of like tight and swelling and stiffness. And, uh, so yes, I'll be back next spring. Awesome. Yeah. I'm hyped. Yeah. I mean, I honestly look forward to seeing whatever it is you do. You, you were filming like a video, so I'm hyped to see whatever happens with that. And yeah, we're actually like dropping a, a board brand it's about to come out next month. Oh, sick. Dude. Yeah. Who, who, who is it? It's uh, me and Max and Logan, Logan, Lara, Max Palmer, Aaron Lorith, um, Hugo, Bossarup, and Nelly, and Genesis, part of it, and maybe, and like a few other people too, but like, it's just been like, mostly me and Max, Logan, and Aaron, and Hugo, just like, had been, it's been in the works for about a year, and uh, we're just starting to get it underway and it's going to be in stores like nationwide and in europe next month that's and awesome video that's yeah, yeah. So, so amazing you yeah. you've been setting this all up with all of them yeah so i've so, had a lot to work on you know like yeah, yeah it's been pretty i feel like that's definitely been beneficial for my mental like actually having a lot of fucking shit to do and think about like that shit's it's nerve-wracking you know so like I'm busy. I'm not just like thinking like a oh, fuck, like I'm hurt and I can't skate. Like I'm lucky to have started with that. We started this a year ago, started talking about it. Took like, we talked for just like fucking ideas, bouncing off, bouncing ideas off each other for like six, seven months. And then just finally like getting things really underway, like getting thing, getting uh, in with the manufacturer, like we're getting, bbs like bareback wood which is like kind of the best in the industry it's like in tijuana thanks to aaron aaron kind of has the plug to everything knows how to do production works in production for another brand so it's kind of like shit fell into place the right time and uh yeah it'll be sick there's gonna be a video comes out next month with the drop Awesome, dude. Yeah, I mean, to see that. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be awesome. I mean, hitting the ground running, you have a sick team immediately as soon as it comes out. Yeah, I'm excited, man. It's like, it's cool because, like, we're all friends and we're all just kind of like able to do what we want. Like, that's why we're doing it cause so we can do what we want to do, exactly what we want to do, like, how we want to do it. And it's like kind of the next step, you know? It's like, I'm really fucking thankful to have like good friends and like people that i want to do this with you know mm-hmm. and it's like gonna be sick i think no it's gonna be awesome yeah. I, I know for a fact it's gonna be awesome so thanks dude, th- thank you for coming on the show bro yeah of course i'm hyped to, i'm hyped to happen yeah thanks for having me for sure bro. peace peace man.